Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 33, season four of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on for the rest of the season, which is almost at an end, Richie. Um, I'll bring you in, evening. Uh, we're down to two teams um, after some fairly one-sided prelims, um, and our Warriors are now done for the year. How are you, and how was your weekend? Uh, I'm well, thanks, Brad. I hope you're well. Um, yeah, the weekend was as good as it could be, uh, given the result of our match. <laughs> Obviously, losing the prelims, it, it stings a lot. But at the same time, very proud of of our achievements after where we've come from the past few years. And um, yeah, after this show, I'm going to jump on Sky Sport and Hopefully, you get a consolation prize of a Sean Johnson Dalliem. Thankfully, it's very late, uh, the Dalliem, so there's no chance of us missing out um, unless it's 11 don't talk o'clock. I don't, don't I talk don't know too if we can soon. Go. I, I think it's 10 30, isn't it? I thought it was 10 30s uh, when they do the red carpet. Oh, man, that's um, so late. <laughs> if you want to, it's very late. But yeah, um, while we're here live on Wednesday evenings, 8 p.m., we'll catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of the NRL prelim and the semifinals of the NRLW, and update on our tips. Uh, we'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as some questions we've prepared for each other. We'll then preview the grand final and make our final pick for the year um, before ending the night with a recap of the Super League. Um, so remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show and we'll do our best to answer them. And we may as well jump straight into the top stories, Richie. Sure. Uh, there's not too much because the Daily M's is tonight, so I thought we'll probably talk about that a bit. But... Um, we talked about the Las Vegas launch. That's all everyone's talking about at the moment. Um, but the NRL is apparently thinking about offering salary cap compensation to clubs that sign players from the USA in a bid to grow the game over there. What's your your thoughts on um, potentially trying to steal a few Yankee doodles and uh, getting getting a bit of a rebate on them? Seems strange. Uh, it's not like the US is um, crawling with seasoned rugby league players, or you know, up and coming rugby league players. I don't, I don't think the rugby league scene ex- is exactly booming there. So, 
yeah, I'm not too sure how many NRL level players you're going to find there unless you. Yeah, oh, yeah um, I, I'm sure you you might get one or two out of a batch, which is probably why the salary cap compensation comes into play. So teams are actually willing, more willing to risk it. Um, but I I don't know how much you know about the college system over there, but for American football. Um, you know, it's only a small percent that end up going to NFL. So you yeah. have a, a lot of athletes that kind of have nowhere to go. And um, you have places like professional wrestling and that over there that look at that catchment pool of guys that have nowhere to go and try to bring them into theirs. So I think that's really where the NRL can kind of try that pool of guys that have been told you're not NFL quality. Um, you could go and pretend to fight. Or you can go to Canada and play Canada uh, Canadian football, um, or you can try this sport. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. I guess it's really hard to tell. Um, Paul, you might have some some thoughts. I was thinking one of the things that they say in um, in uni is actually quite a lot, sometimes the basketball players are the guys that transfer better than mm. the. Um, than the, than the uh, sort of American football players because the American football players are only sort of play in like 15 second stints. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, their fitness is entirely different uh, compared yeah. to um, uh, compared to, to sort of the continuous game um, that uh, or continuous sort of sports we have um, outside of the USA. So, but um, and the flip side of it would be to say that every team has to take one American um, that's out and it's outside the salary cap. And just to kind of a bit like they have a over the the NRL has an overseas so the the NFL sorry has an overseas allowance of players as well for teams um, to try and sort of globalize their sport. So you could do, flip it around and say you have to take an American. They don't have to play, but they just have to train with your squad um, and mm. see uh, if you, if you really want to do it. That's that's how you go about it. Not saying oh you can have one. It's off. It's outside the salary cap. Make it make everyone have one. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. I, I'm certain there's coaches out there, um, like your Bellamy's, uh, I'd even put Webby in there. There are uh, these types of guys that seem to be able to grab a player and get the best out of them. So there might be a few coaches in there that can shine up a, an American turd and turn it into something pretty. But, um, yeah, we just have to wait and see. Um, they've got to see how successful it is. Anyway, the Vegas trip, I think, Paul asked us on overs on how many players get put in jail during Vegas weekend. How many do you reckon, Richie? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we, we've got a we've got a few teams that have got a few contenders going over for the first one. So we do, um, yeah. It'd, it'd be dang, it's going to be dangerous. Yeah. So that, yeah, I think that's the biggest concern. But speaking of those naughty boys, Valentine Holmes, we talked well, well, about I, I, his. We, oh, we know jumping in rivers and trying to swim across it to avoid the police. um valentine holmes we talked about his prank gone wrong um a few weeks ago he's now officially been given um a punishment so he's been fined twenty five thousand dollars and has a one game suspension um the way the system works as we know um he's likely going to get to use that one game suspension in the kangaroos game um and will be available for week one of next season um I think there was talks that the um, the Cowboys were going to fine him seventy five thousand dollars for it as well, but wipe away fifty k of it, so you'd only pay like another twenty five. Um, I, I don't know how it works, but you think it's fair a fair punishment? 
Yeah, well, it's an expensive um, bag of fake cake co- cocaine, isn't it? Uh, um, but yeah, alleged, 25Ks. Alleged. Alleged. Cocaine. Come on. Don't, come on, don't get us in trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah, 25K. I know these guys make a good amount of money, but it's it's a good slap on the wrist. And yeah. the one game, take it or leave it. Like you say, he's going to miss a rep game and still be available for round one. So, yeah, if, if the Cowboys front up and give him some more, then that'll be good. You know, it's it's not nice seeing these um, stupid mis- stupid mistakes these players make. Yeah. Need yeah, a deterrent. Uh, yeah, I, I think I've always said... Um, the best way to try to get your message across with players is usually hitting them in the pocket. Yeah. Rather than um, giving them a holiday from games. So, um, yeah, I, I'm fine with it. I, I wouldn't want to have to pay $25,000 for anything I say stupidly or do stupidly on this show, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> so, thankfully, uh, Paul's not as strict. But, um, yeah, well done. Um, hopefully he's learned his lesson and we won't see any more social media gaffes from him in the future. Um, moving on, uh, we talked last week about um, Alex Twal um, being told he's potentially not wanted anymore at the Tigers. Um, Gus Gould um, has confirmed that Cameron Seraldo has been in contact with Alex Twal and they're currently firm favourites to sign him. But despite that, there's actually rumours that the um, – the Tigers and the Sea Eagles are working on a player swap between Twal and Sean Kepi. They are the two props that we're both welcome to go yeah. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you think? Do you think it's more likely he'll go to the Doggies, or that this player swap might happen and we'll see Kepi as a Tiger and Twal as a, a Sea Eagle? The Doggies could use a workhorse kind of player like Twal. Um, just going off what what I've seen them dish out the past mm. couple of years. Um, a straight swap for Kepi with Manly would be, I don't know, for me it's almost a little bit like for like. Sort of grafters, strong defensively. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who you'd say would win out of that swap. Yeah, I would personally rather see one of those two come to the Warriors, to be fair. But yeah. um, I think, yeah. Um, twelve. I think for twelve personally, I think going to the dogs would be the better option out of the two. That sounds like they're going. Yeah. Um, I would probably rather go to the dogs with all those players they got, and they're trying to build something than go to Manly, um, and you know, stuck as the guy having to try to lead the way for um, Luke Brooks again. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sure we're going to hear. Probably a bit more. I think it's going to take a bit of a rest until November. You know, November first, when all the conversation stuff can start. I think that's when we're going to start seeing a bit more um, from that. So we'll probably keep quiet until till that date. But before we leave the doggies, um, they're also apparently set to sign Jason Taylor as an assistant coach. Uh, what's your thoughts on uh, Jason Taylor potentially um, going to help Seraldo out at the doggies? Yeah, couldn't hurt. Uh, again, another good footy brain cracking player has experienced co- coaching um and like we say they need they need a bit more help um Serato is obviously has a lot of um wraps on him as a coach but um yeah a bit more help he need, her experience needs help. some experience yeah yeah um 
you know, I know we've been praising um, Webby a lot, um, and rightly so, but I think you got he's got guys like Richard Agar and that who have got a lot of experience to be um, leaned on when needed. Um, so I think, yeah, a guy like Taylor who, you know, like him or not with um, how he's gone up and down in his coaching career himself, he's got so much um, experience to be able to just be um, a learning tree for mm. um, what Cam um, can do and what he shouldn't do yeah. um, as well, which I think are, are very vital. So, yeah, it, um, well done. Uh, if Taylor gets that job, uh, I'm sure he'll do his best to help Cammy out. Um, Nathan Peets is my next bit of news, mate. He's officially announced his retirement from Rugby League. Um, he had a great career. No disrespect to him. I didn't know he was still playing. Um, <laughs> But um, well done for for hanging up the boots. He, he it felt like he played almost everywhere um, in the NRL, and I know he was over in Super League too. Um, but yeah, great career, and who knows what's going to be um, on the cards for him in his future if he's going to try to um, stick around league in a coaching capacity. Um, but any any thoughts on on Pete's? He might even have have future in. Um... Broadcasting, a la Fletch and Heidi kind of thing. I know he's a well-known pest in Larrikin and, yeah. and very funny. If anyone who follows him on Twitter, um, not even called Twitter anymore, but all the social media platforms, he's he's a funny man. But um, yeah, wish him all the best. Whatever his next endeavor will be. Yeah, and uh, Michael Winnis, speaking of pests, um, he signed on as the assistant coach for the Seagulls to replace Shane Flanagan, who's obviously gone to um, ruin his career at the Dragons. Um, what's your take on Innes taking up that role? Yeah, again, another. <laughs> I'm going to re- rehash some of something I just said a couple couple of stories ago. Um, the Dragons need all the help they can get, and Innes is. Um, Obviously, um, he's a pundit on a lot of league shows and he has a lot of knowledge, but um, premiership winning player as well. And uh, having somebody like that help, helping Shane Flanagan, who's already a good... Just, no, um, he's replacing him. He's not helping him. Replacing him? He's replacing him as an assistant at Manly. Oh, well, I don't... Oh. I see these notes. Shows I don't listen. Matt. Shows I don't listen. Yeah. At Manly? I don't read either. Yeah, he's going to Manly, yes. Well, mate, that's even more fitting then because Seabold, uh, he doesn't need help. <laughs> he's, he's lost at the best of times. As lost as I am right now. But, um, yeah. yeah. So Good luck see, to him. Yeah. Good luck to the Burn. Seagulls. That's, maybe maybe you can get your second team back. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but see... Apologies, or uh, when the Warriors get eliminated, uh, Richard clocks off mentally. So, um, yeah, we'll do our best. Um, but Greg Alexander, we'll continue on. Um, he stood down from his um, New South Wales Blues advisor role. Um, there was a lot of talk about um, Matt King potentially coming in to assist Fittler and Gus Gould as well being brought in. Um, I, I think it was yesterday, Fittler like, sent his, or gave his proposal to New South Wales about his plea to keep the job. Um, what do you think about um, a potential trio of um, Fittler, King, and Gould? No. 
I, I don't know. Like you say, I clock off after the Warriors lose. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know, mate. That team's dead to me. They, I, <laughs> they, they should be winning. They, they, they lose series. They should, they shouldn't lose. Um, yeah, bring on the Kiwis. Who cares about them? <laughs> you're, you're our New South Wales ambassador. Um, I think Alexander, he kind of shot himself in the foot during, you know, the year with some of his interviews when they were asking him questions about selections and he kind of seemed like he didn't know what he was talking about, which doesn't help when it looks like you've got a coach that doesn't know what he's doing either. He didn't, so, yeah. Um, it's like he'd lost interest, right? Yeah. So That's the way um, I kind it, of view it as well. Any changes um, need to happen. I There doesn't seem to be a lot of interest for the head coach role, so I'm assuming Fittler's going to get it still. Well, that's um, yeah. That's the one thing that will pick. You know, that's one thing I think they need. I think Fitler yeah. Fitler's done his dash there. The trouble is, there's no one to to replace him. But I, I, I don't see, I don't see he, New South Wales coming out of where they are with him still at the helm because you get the same old weird selections, same old tired game plans that that Queensland just seem to be able to match. Yeah, I, I see him still getting having the coaching role, but if they lose next year's series, that's three in a row. Um, I think they'll be they'll be looking or well, begging anyone else to take it. So um, we'll just have to wait and see. Good luck, um, Fitler, with his slideshow that he did, and hopefully he gets a chance to redeem himself. Um, next bit of news: we had some international footy in the weekend, mate. I don't know if you managed to watch it, but the Australian Prime Minister's thirteen. Um, went to Papua New Guinea and faced them and won 30-18. Uh, um, it was quite an entertaining match. I think Papua New Guinea um, had a lot more fight than many expected. Uh, crazy crowd, as you always expect in Papua New Guinea. Um, mm. And, yeah, thought it was it was a good game. Um, it was a pretty decent Australian team um, due to, you know, despite the fact that there were so many of their key players still playing finals. Mm. Um, did you see the game? No, I didn't catch all of it. I, I caught enough of it to get a feeling of of the crowd. And, yeah, they're so fanatical over there, aren't they? Um, yeah. I thought, yeah, I think PNG did well to to hang in, in as well as they did and, and keep it close. I, I, I'm pretty sure didn't they have this corresponding fixture last year and yeah. Aussie won by quite a lot more. They did, if I yeah. Remember they correctly. Won by... um, can't remember the score, but... Yeah, it's I don't know. What do you what do you think that means for is it is it good um is it seeing scenes like that, do you think it gives fuel to PNG NRL uh an NRL team coming out of PNG? Um, I think so. I know I saw a lot on um social media from uh the big the big guys um up in the the decision maker roles kind of praising their reception and and the crowds and saying like this is why we need an NRL team here. But there was also the social media posts of the security guards. Did you see that? Yeah. Um, the security guards that the 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 fans that did get on the field getting beaten with sticks. Um, we we might need to start looking at that at um, New Zealand venues to help yeah, out. Maybe but, a- um, <laughs> I think. Yeah, the, the drums are beating hard for them at the moment, so they could be um, definitely in line for for that extra team. Um, I'm still waiting to see 
what happens in terms of you could have that Papua New Guinea team, but are you going to get Australians that move to Papua New Guinea if they want to base it there, or is it going to just be based in Australia like they said and then yeah. take games over? I, we're just going to have to wait and see what the um, powers that be decide in the end. But it was a great turnout, as it always is over there. Um, but we might as well get into the elephant in the room, mate. Um, there was a, a, a little a little forward pass that's kind of been the talk of the town. Um, and after the howler of letting it go, Peter Vlandes has come out and confirmed that there is going to be a discussion in the offseason about the possibility of the bunker being able to review um, said incidents like that. What's your thoughts on it? We're probably, we'll, we may as well, I don't know how much we're going to talk about in the review, so we may as well talk about it here. Um, the the pass that everyone on the world saw bar the three people that needed to see it. Mm. Um, and do you think there could be something in play? Like it, it hurt me watching it and then it hurt watching the replay when the little try confirmed comes mm. up in the bottom yeah and you're like ah, oh. I, I i understand the hesitation because do you want them to be looking at every pass but i think there's go i think the 50 50 ones i think you can get away with where um i think there was one earlier in that game wade egan through that looked flat for me as a biased fan but you could say yeah. it was slightly forward those ones i could see the bunker not having a say in, but I, I feel like there's got to be somewhere where um, something as bad as that, that's so blatant, they can kind of step in and help out because uh, it's a finals game. It's, you know, a semi-final to your biggest game of the year and to have an it's you want more eyes on the product. And if you see things like that, just get let go. It kind of makes you look a bit... Um, a bit less than the product you want. Um, so what do you reckon? I, I feel like I can see the arguments on both sides because I feel you don't want to go down the rabbit hole of checking everything. But, mm. um, yeah, and I see Bruce here, and Rue made a comment saying, remember the RTS flat pass um, got called forward back in 2019. Yeah, yep. it still hurts against the Eels. Um, mm. Yeah, and there were talks back then when that one happened that they should be able to review it, and they still didn't. Um, but, yeah, what's your take on it, mate? Uh, I know we don't see a lot of them every year, so. Mm. I think ones like ones that lead to, up to tries like that, um, the bunker step, well, they don't step, they don't even step in. They look in the background and confirm these tries. Um every try so you see one so blatantly obvious like that they should have the green light to push the red button no try um mm. i understand ones that are 50 50 and i'm i'd be cool with those getting let go you know the ones that sort of yeah maybe they passed it backwards and it drifted slightly and it could could have gone either way benefit of the doubt but ones like that why can't you just say no try um yeah it doesn't that doesn't sort of help no. if if that, that doesn't help if you're just in general play and there's a forward pass terrible forward pass it doesn't lead up to a try directly um, but yeah try scoring situations i don't understand how in a finals game the bunker can be looking at that try anyway and can like you say confirm it why couldn't he just hit a red button for that because he's not allowed to 
just yeah. give them license to to red light blatantly obvious ones like that. It is the black hole as well because even if the Warriors had managed to stop that try and then like challenge, you can't challenge a forward pass either. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't know what they're going to do. Um, nine times out of ten, you're not going to see something like that. Um, you are going to be down to those 50-50s, but yeah, um, like Bruce said, um, common sense has to prevail. Yeah, I feel like in that circumstance there, that was one where the guys upstairs could have gone, you know, come on, that that was miles forward. Um, I, yeah. Everyone saw it. I guarantee you the bunker's sitting up there feeling like a Muppet confirming yeah. that try. And even worse, the guy that had to do that confirm was the guy that is was sent there because he made a big mistake the week before. So, <laughs> um, he's sitting there going, oh, okay, we're going to have a buddy sharing this seat with me next week because he's not going to be allowed to ref the grand final, which was the case. He um, he cost himself an opportunity to be the grand final ref with that mistake. But yeah, Paul... Look, okay, I, I it's, it's easy to say. Four passes are a touchy Tom, subject yeah. for us Kiwis, you know. So. No, I, I, I get that, and it's in, in, in both codes. But the, the, look, the this idea, well, the, the problem with common sense is that very few people have it, right? Um, and what's common sense to one person is, is, it isn't common sense to another. So you, you need a black and white. You need, need the, the more ambiguity you put in there, the more that you put on somebody's um, so, uh, on so much judgment, uh, the worse the situation gets in the long run. Um, so I think you, do, you need to keep it black and white as to you, know, you either call every forward pass or you call none um, from the bunker. Otherwise, you end up as I say, yeah, um, yeah, you, the, 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 the grey areas are not good for referees. Well, just call none and just say for tackles three to f- three to five, you can throw forward. We'll just invent a new game it'll be fine it'll make it interesting um, yeah a couple of new couple of new positions in the game too wide receivers and tight ends yeah um but yeah uh, i'm sure we'll we'll probably discuss it when they actually come up with a plan next season um mate so we'll, we'll put a pin in that or at least till we talk about the game um rabbitos have won the new south wales cup final uh they defeated the bears 22 18 um I didn't see a lot of the game because it's very hard to get New South Wales Cup games in this country, but yeah. it sounds like the Bears kind of had it in control and then dropped their bundle, um, which is unfortunate for them. Um, but, yeah, well done to the Rabbits. And yep. the Knights, but a news coming out yesterday, um, the Knights apparently looking at shifting Daniel Saifiti and Jaden Braley. The Dragons are already interested in Braley. But um, no one's really put their hand up for Daniel Saifiti. Depending on the price, would you be interested in a Saifiti brother heading his way across the Tasman and wearing a Warriors jersey? Yeah, certainly wouldn't say no. And I think anyone who uh, would somehow nab Braley, if they could get him injury-free, mm. um, that, that would be a great one as well. Because he's awesome when he's he's just had such terrible luck with injury. I, I, I was a bit surprised. I thought maybe they'd look at keeping him and having a, a Braley cross Crossland duo. Um, obviously, yeah, now they're I, happy with Crossland, but yeah, Saifidi would be would be great. I would I would snap that up, and he would add great depth to our pack. But um, yeah, even Braley that that'd be a good pickup for for somebody as long as he gets better luck with the injuries. 
Yeah, I think he's just a victim of circumstance. Like you see, he's had a horrible run with injuries and Crossland has just taken this opportunity. And mm-hmm. so they're looking, going, we're paying a lot of money for Braley. We're paying a lot less for Crossland. We, if we can free up some cap space by letting a guy like um, Braley go, we may as well take it. And yeah, Saifidi, depending on the price, I'd love to have him as the Warriors. Uh, I've been mm. saying for a while that the Warriors are one big bopper short. Um, he is that big bopper that could fit that mold. He's already best mates with Mitchie Barney, mm. you know, old Barnett. So he's got a mate here. Um, but I wouldn't want to hear that the Warriors are paying like a million dollars to have a Saifiti here. Um, so if the price was right, I would take him in a heartbeat. Um, but mm. then I also said last week I would take Kepi or Twal in a heartbeat. So basically any any prop that's going on the market, I want them. Um <laughs> So we'll see. It would be nice. It would be nice um, to have. But um, before we get into our signings and that, the big news, obviously, this week is the Delhi M's. Um, there tonight, um, the Warriors have seven nominees um, this year, which I don't know if that's the record for the most, but it must be up there. Mm. Um, but um, so we've got wingers and centers and props all get two winners. Um, and the Dalian medal goes to the top player overall, but they also take their position in the Dalian team. Um, and on top of those awards, um, Dom Young, uh, Matt Fagai, and Taruva are all up for try of the year. And uh, Joseph Tapani, um, Ola Kawatu, and Ezra Mam are all up for the tackle of the year. As he came to see, Ramos went to see the beers. So it's just your accent. Beers and beers are the same thing, mate, you know? Um, but yeah, so besides tackle year and try the year, we've got, um, I'll go through them and uh, what we'll do, we'll pick, give me who you think's going to be. So first up, we've got rookie of the year. There's, um, Jareen Buller, Will Warbrook and Taruva. Um, personally, I would be going with Buller, but who would you be picking? Um, I probably have to go Taruva. Just the sheer number of games he's played in and he, He's performed really well this year. They all have, but yeah. 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 Um, then the, the highly uh, contested and um, argued about one, Coach of the Year. So there's Kevy Walters, um, Andrew Webster, and Ivan Cleary. I'm biased, but I'm going with Webster. Um, yeah, Webster. Yes, yeah. Um, I know there was Gallon and Gould were having an argument on their TV show because Gallon was saying Webster shouldn't get it at all. It should be Cleary because – the awards coach of the year, not most improved. Um, but then he also said he'd give Daly to Sean Johnson because he was he improved so much this year. So he was kind of contradicting his yeah. his argument. But um, I can if I if Webby wasn't to get it, I'd be going with Cleary. Yeah, due to you know the success he's had. You know this his team's about to go into their fourth grand final in a row, potentially being the first team to win three in a row since. The old days um, was Sterling um, at the Eels. Um, but, yeah, are you a Webster guy as well? I am Webster just through sheer bias, but it's not just bias. He's he's There's a lot of good reasons why I, he, he would be a great candidate for Coach of the Year. Um, I can also see the argument for Cleary, the the success. Um, losing Api Corusel, Kikau, losing big players – don't lose, don't miss a beat. They still march on, so that sustained success. Obviously, 
you know, you can see a massive argument for him, but bias wins for me. Give it, I'd give it Web Webby. Just to remind you, it's, it's it's coach of the year. It's not coach of the last three years. We're talking about Clary's. Who cares what he's done the last two years? Yeah, Clary's yeah. never won it. Clary's never won it though. And Clary, Clary, like um, yeah, he's they've taken out minor premiership. So, yeah. Um, and I, I saw Caden said either Kevy or Super Webby. I can't give it to Kevy because he's not the coach. His um, players don't even rate him as a coach. His coach, his players don't rate him, and his players say that Adam Reynolds is the coach. So um, it should really be Reynolds in that category. But um, speaking of Reynolds, he's actually up in the next one, which is captain of the year. So there's Adam Reynolds, uh, Tohu Harris, Isaiah Yo. Um, I'm not sure with this one. Yeah. I I like Tohu, um, and I think he's been a hell of a leader for us. But I, I, I would pick him, but looking at who I think they would pick, I think if Webster gets the coach of the year, I think they're going to give it to Isaiah Yo to give the Panthers something for the reasons why they have gone so well. But I could also sit here and argue why Reynolds would get it. it it's probably one of the harder ones to pick. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, You're being my, biased bias, again? My, my bias could say Torhu, but I, I think they'll probably, I, I, I could probably say Reynolds. Um, Reynolds has been massive for them. Yeah. Uh, see where they've come from. The moment they sign him, I don't um, know. How does it work though? Does the cap the captain has to be in the team of the year, right? Don't know. I think that's how Good it question. works. Because if that Good works, question. it means Reynolds won't be in it. Because I, I think SJ is going to John, get half Johnson. Yeah. If that's um, the so case, then, then Tohu. And do you think Tohu's going to be ahead of? Um... <laughs> yeah, but only because of my bias. Yeah, but see, Tohu and Isaiah Yo are both in lock of the year. Um, spoilers yeah. for going up. So yeah, yeah, it could be either of them. Um, uh, so yeah, well, it'll probably be Isaiah Yo then lock and captain of the year. Yeah, um, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about it with the actual winners next week and discuss our thoughts. But yeah, fullback of the year we've got James Tedesco, Dylan Edwards, Kalen Ponga. I think it's going to be Ponga. I think Ponga locked up a lot of points um, towards the back end of the year. Um, so I think Pong is going to take that one. I had Ponga locked in as well. Um, Edwards, I feel like maybe not quite as hot, you know, obviously still very high level, but probably had a better year last year. Tedesco, I don't even know why he's there. I mean, people were calling for him to be dropped from origin. Uh, well, I think that it still works from the Delhi endpoints. So it's yeah. for each position, it's the ones well, it that does, up the most points. So it does, but. He he yeah. he gets a lot of points. Um, I suppose he does because he takes a lot of runs. Yeah, and he <laughs> he hogs the ball. Yeah, uh, then winger of the year. So this is the first one where we get two. So there's uh, Dallin Watinis's Lesniak, Jermaine Osako, Brian Dottle, Dominic Young, Selwyn Cobo, and Ronaldo Mulitalo. I think it's going to be DWZ and Young. Um, um, that's my two picks. I don't even know why Mulitalo's there. Uh, I didn't want to say that, but that was yeah. my thought. The other, um, the other, the other five, any combo of that other five would would work. But from yeah. I'd say Dallin and Tor. Yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah, and I could even argue for Azako in there getting a lot of points with the Dolphins. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, that one is going to be highly contested as long as Dallin's there. I think he needs to be there. But um, mm. next one, center. So get another two. Um, we've got Stephen Crichton, 
uh, Bradman Best, Katoni Staggs, Campbell Graham, Herbie Farmworth, and Isaac Targo. I think it's going to be tough. Crichton. I think I'm going with Crichton and Farmworth. Same. <laughs> I should have spoke up first. I'm not copying you, but I was going to say Crichton and Farnworth. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just singing. Yeah. Campbell Graham started really well um, and then fell off later in fell the year. Like, like all yeah. the Roosters. Uh, Tony, Roosters Staggs, Tony Staggs has been good. Um, yeah. I think out of the two, if you're getting Dele in points, though, I think Farnworth might have been clocking up yeah. more points. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be hard to see. Um, Five eight of the year. We're back to the three. There's Ezra Mam, Cameron Munster, Cody Walker. I think it might be Munster because I don't know how many points Mam would have been getting at the yeah, Broncos. Yeah, Elliot points. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, a lot if of points. Were to, doing, a lot of points were, were going to Walsh. Points. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think Mam's going to be um, losing out there because of that. And then halfback of the year, we've got Cleary, DCE, and Sean Johnson. I'm going with SJ. Uh, I've already said I think he's going to be Dally M. Um, yeah. So I think, in all honesty, I think Dally M is going to be between him and Ponga. Mm. Um, Ponga was further down the ranks, but with his rate, I think he was probably locking up six points most games towards the back end of the year and catching yeah. up. So, um, but yeah, SJ for halfback for me. Props, uh, another tour. So we've got Lindsay Collins, Payne Haas, James Fisher Harris. Um, Nelson Asafa Solomona, Jake Travoyevich, and Adam Fanor Blake. I've gone with Haas and AFB. Haas and AFB. Yep, absolutely. Yep. What is Nelson doing there? I don't know. He he should have been <laughs> taken off for um, ruining um, Puppenhausen's return. Yeah. But um, then we got Hooker of the Year, um, Wade Egan, Uppy Coruscant, and Harry Grant. Um, I'm actually going with Egan. I'm not biased here. I'm just saying Coruscant had that injury, had a few ups and downs with the Tigers, and I don't think Harry Grant had a great end of the year. And I think Egan was consistent, um, but he had a lot of time out with injuries too. Um, but, yeah, I'm going with Egan. I want to say Egan as well, but I th I think Harry Grant will get it. Um, it's a safe. It's a safe prediction. It is. I would give it to Egan, but I think Harry will get it. Yeah. Second row of the year, um, we got Liam Martin, Brighton Nakora, Tyson Frizzell, um, Hamoli Olokowatu, David Fafito, and Hudson Young. I think it might be Liam Martin and Hudson Young, just thinking of who stocked up points. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, maybe. I, 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 I thought Liam Martin a lock. A, a lock for one of them, um, yeah, and a tough pick between the other five. So, yeah, you know, I'll throw a dart at the dartboard and say for feeder. Yeah, and then um, we kind of already discussed it, but lock of the year. So there's Tohu Harris, um, Isaiah Yo, and Patrick Carrigan. I've already said I think Yale's going to take captain, so that means I think he takes lock as well. So I think yeah, I'm going with Yale as lock. Yeah, yeah, me too. Although I think maybe if I were to rank the three I, uh, for 2023, I think Carrigan's probably had a better year. And I'm uh, trying – I don't quote me on it. I don't think that – I don't know if the captain thing is because I think didn't Roger get captain of the year and didn't get fullback? I, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Yeah. During if, the COVID if, times. I, uh, well, if that's the case, then I would, I'd probably give it to Carrigan. But Yeah. 
Um, Carrier's been great, but yeah, it's that's a hard pick. It's it is not a like hard pick. Any They're of those three could get it. Any of those yeah. three could get it, and I don't think you get a lot of people arguing. So um, yeah. So we're, that's all the daily M. So we'll cover that properly next week once we've actually got the winners. Um, so that will be, I think, it finished. We'll know the daily M by midnight tonight. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll cover it at depth next week since there's only one game to talk about. Mm. Um, so we we'll go to signings. There was just really re-signings. Um, so the first one was um, Seagull uh, Ko Weeks. He's rumored to have toured um, the Raiders facilities and could sign with them very soon. Um, but then Manly have also re-signed Jacob Arthur until the end of 2025. They've signed uh, re-signed Ethan Bullimore until the end of 2025 as well. And Luke Thompson signed a four-year deal apparently with Wigan. And um, Titans have extended um, Fortuweka until the end of 2027. Any thoughts on all those signings, mate? I don't think there's anything um, that isn't surprising. Yeah, nothing surprising. Big Moe Fortuweka is a good one. Uh, yeah. he, he's had a great year. Luke Thompson will be good for Wigan if he can stay fit. That's the mm. key. Um, all the others are... Um, yeah, Arthur, Arthur and Bullymore's a decent retentions there. I think Arthur was actually pretty decent once he came over from Parramatta and got got out of his dad's dad's shadow. Roster. Yeah, out of his dad's shadow. I think he actually looked all right there. So, yeah, we'll see how we go with those uh, injuries. None really. Um, Luai and Targo got through their game with no issues. Herbie Farmworth had a bit of a scare at training, but it sounds like everything's okay with him. Um, so no no injuries there. And then Naughty Boy and Girl Corner, um, no suspensions. There was a couple of fines from the Storm, but that's it. Um, yeah. So very good. We don't have to talk about it much. So we can go into uh, the prelim finals, mate. Um, this podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. First up on Friday, Panthers um, having a bit of a tough night against the Storm, only managing 38-4. to four. Um, If you want to give us the rundown. It? Yeah. it was. Six, six tries to one. Brian Tuttle with a hat trick. Uh, Taruva with one. Nathan Cleary and Dylan Edwards. Just the one try in the 10th minute for the Storm, Justin Ollum. Yeah. Um, rinse and repeat what we've been saying about the Panthers all year, mate. Um, they just played the usual pressuring style. They swarmed the storm on defense and then just made the most of their opportunities with the ball in hand. Um, they're just such a hard team to crack um, when they're in this kind of mood. And they're always in this kind of mood when it comes to finals footy. 
So yep. um, they're in a very good spot, I believe, for a three-peat. Agreed. Yeah. Um, it's just such a typical Panthers performance. Um, rock solid on defense, deadly accurate with the ball, just grinding and grinding and, and chipping away at any hope the Storm had bit by bit. Um, and before you know it, they wind up with 30-plus points on the board. You see it happen so often, but um, no one can stop it. Um, yeah, so unlucky for the Storm. They suffer the same fate as us, but Panthers off to another big dance. Yeah, and your thoughts on the uh, the Storm? I feel like they've finally been put out of their misery <laughs> after a very up-and-down season. They seem to be lacking any... Any impactful middles other than Nelson? Uh, they've got big Nelson who, who can come on and, and wreak some havoc. But other than him, it's very um, very plain up the middle. And, and I think they, they're really missing some of the boys that moved off to the Dolphins. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Nelson's probably the only scary middle they have, and he seemed more – more interested in giving away penalties rather than making much of an impact. So uh, might be an area they want to address going forward, you know, if they can go to the market and plug that hole there. Um, they've still got the classy spine, but they're just, yeah. they're just lacking in other areas compared to previous seasons. Yeah, they just couldn't find a way through the Panthers' defensive line and made too many mistakes. Um, it's not a great way for them to end their year, but we did, um, before the season started, we did kind of expect them to struggle a bit, as you said, with all the guys going to the Dolphins, the amount of experience they lost in that four-pack. Um, they lost, but I think they'll be better next year. I think this was going to be that teething period of all those players leaving. Um, and, yeah, I think they'll be looking at trying to to redeem themselves after a very non-storm-like finals campaign. Mm. Um, your player to stand out. Going very cliche here. Cleary. I expected nothing less from you. you, you he's, he's just a finals. He's a master at NRL finals. Um, very easy pick, but I think a fitting one as well. Yeah, um, I went with um, the right choice. I went with Brian Do'o. Um, a lot of talk before this game was about the height discrepancy, which always happens to poor that poor little midget on the sideline. Um, everyone's always talking about how he's going to get outjumped. Um, and, you know, he got his hat trick. Um, doesn't matter how small he is, he, he always can find his way to the line. So I thought it was a great, great night for him. He's a monster. He, mm. he yeah. The height never matters with him. He's just so powerful, and he produces at least an eight or nine out of ten every week. Yeah, and um, to the final game of the round, uh, Broncos no. defeating no. the Warriors, forty-two twelve. <laughs> oh, the painful one. Yeah, it was seven tries to three. Uh, Billy Walters grabbed a double. Herbie Farmworth grabbed a double. Jesse Arthur's scored against his old club from last year. Jordan Ricky and Ezra Mam. Only three tries for us, unfortunately. Dallin grabbing a double early on and Marcelo Montoya grabbing our third in the 28th minute. Yeah, um, outstanding attacking display from Brisbane. Um, their forwards won the battle well and truly. Um, and they were offloading it well. I think they ended up with 24 offloads at the end of this. Um, 
add to that the quick play the balls, um, which was interesting because we're talking about a lot of people talk about quick play the balls. In the stats, the Warriors had a faster play the ball by a split second, but it didn't look it. Um, and they had the Warriors on the ropes early and often. Um, had to fight a bit of resistance um, at the start of the first half and then in the second half, but strolled away with it in the end. Um, their free-flowing attack style could be the key in stopping Penrith. Um, we've talked a lot. Penrith don't like that, you know, second-phase football. And if the Broncos can do what they did to the Warriors with all those offloads, they could they actually have a shot. Um, but what's your take on, on Brisbane? I thought they they made a, st- a shaky start, um, mm. conceding the first try and, and making a couple of errors. Um, uh, Selwyn Cobbo tackling Chance when Chance was holding an invisible ball. Um, <laughs> but once they got rolling, the difference the difference in power power through the middle, second phase play and speed out the back was evident. In the end, it was too much for us to contain. Um, obviously, there was the the massive forward pass, but the way I looked at it was, I don't. Yes, it was. It took the momentum and put it firmly in their grasp. Um, but I, I asked Brad before we, we jumped on and went live. How did you feel every time the Broncos had the ball? And Brad's words were terrified. And that's exactly how I felt as well. It, it had a um, almost like a feeling of inevitability, inevitability about it um, that they'd get over the top of us. So I think end of the day it hurts a lot, but the the more dangerous team prevailed. Yeah, um, I thought they started well, um, but yeah, as you said, I said that when Broncos had the ball, I was terrified. It always just looked like the Warriors were holding on. Um, they had no answer for Reese Walsh's pace. Um, were dominated by in the pack. Um, they were well beaten by the the better side. Um, Say what you about, yeah, it did. The momentum did change. Um, John said that um, we won the halftime fan race for grand final tickets, so we won something, so that's good. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was mixed emotions after the game, you know, sucked, sucked that they lost and they were gone. But what a year for the Warriors! Um, it's it's it feels like the backhanded compliment that all the Aussies are giving us at the moment, going like. You know, they got towed in that game, but, like, they, they were so good this year, you know. Well done on the effort, which I don't generally like, but I'm I'm looking with eyes to the future, going, like, that's a good starting point for Webster's first year. Um, you know, he had a, a taste a taste of finals. Um, now they can reset and focus on 2024 and go that next step. So um, I think... A lot of harsh lessons were were learnt in the final series for the Warriors, and hopefully mm. that we're, we're talking about them this time next year as well, as opposed to them doing a Cowboys. Um, and yeah, Callum said Brisbane were just too strong in attack. Yeah, it looked it yeah. almost looked like they were going to score every time they touched the ball. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm hopeful for the future, uh, which isn't something I normally get to say on this show about the Warriors. So mm. um, your player. Big pain Haas. I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, their middles were – I thought their middles were amazing. And I've seen a lot of um, player ratings from the game from, from different uh, social media, rugby league social media pages and, and pundits. Um, I don't feel like a lot of those people were giving enough credit to their middles and mm. how much damage they were doing through the middle and, and 
the offloads and the quick play of the balls, um, which opened things up. I mean, too many people were giving Reese Walsh 9.5s. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I feel In like fairness, he's just a, he's an easy he's person to he, he set, set up a, a try for us, yeah, and he did. set up a try for us as well. Yeah. So yeah. he was scoring, he was setting up tries everywhere for everybody. Yeah, no, um, no, no doubting he was amazing. But yeah, I think a lot of credit has to be given. I mean, I mean, you know, Brad, you're you're a fan of props. They they, they set the game up their middles. I felt like. Yeah, um, yeah, he was outstanding, but I I couldn't I couldn't pick him. I couldn't do it. Um, I went with Herbie right. Farmworth. Yeah. Um, I think Herbie, Herbie is, was outstanding. Um, so dangerous with the ball in hand. Um, gonna gonna be very vital to the Dolphins next year when he goes. Um, crazy to think that you know he's playing so well after he signed that deal to leave. Um, and he was basically he said I think he said in an interview this week he kind of left um, because the Broncos weren't really that confident in him being a, a regular first grader. So, um, you know, who fills his spot next year for you? I, I don't know. Yeah, well, because Oates is still sticking around, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, so maybe Arthur's goes into center and Oates takes his spot on the wing. Um, it's a big hole, know. though. It's a big hole, it is isn't a big it? Hole. Yeah, yeah. Um, and see, Bjorn said, um, they smashed us in the middle, then took the foot off the gas around 50 minutes. Yeah, they took. They took all they the took, big names off. They took their, yeah, gave him a rest. That's, threw him in that's where I had a that, slight glimmer of hope. When I saw that, it was like, that's disrespectful, but I understand it. Um, <laughs> and it was like, this is where we just need the Warriors to start scoring tries and going, oh, the big, you know, um, slowing up before the finish line and getting outrun. But I think, I think, that hurt, I think that hurt me more than the forward pass was seeing them start resting players with 20 to go. Yeah. <laughs> And I know there was a comment that we'll probably get in the questions, but um, Adam Pompey's goal-kicking, um, he's been so good since he took over from Sean. He was missing like one a night, and then he, the worst night to miss them all. If he had got two or three of those at halftime, it would have been like um, only a deficit of like four points. Mm. But they it is what it is. Should have, would have, could exist. They weren't easy shots, oh, no. to be fair. They're all from the sideline. One thing we were saying, oh, my, my son and I were watching it, he keeps missing to the left. He's got to aim it a bit to the right every yeah. time, pulling it to the yeah. left. Um, but we know from next year, um, Sean should be back from that injury, so he'll be kicking his goal kicks again. So maybe that will help us out. But, yeah, that was the the round. We've got the, the teams one and two going into the final. So um, we'll go into our picks if Paul's got them ready. Um, it's, it's slowly. There we go. Two oh, stars this week. Consecutive um, gold stars. Consecutive gold stars. So, Richie, you got two out of two. Um, so you have pretty much sealed this in the bag after round one. But you got seven out of eight for the final series. Uh, I got two out of two. I'm six out of eight in second place. And then Simon, he um, didn't want Paul to get a multi this week, and he went for the big upsets um, to try and catch up. And unfortunately, it didn't work. I was hoping he, his would be right. But, yeah, he's on three out of eight. Um, so one more game to pick for us, but I think you've got it in the bag, Matt. Um, and before Hopefully. we go to questions, we'll just New South Wales, uh, New South Wales, NRLW semifinals. 
Um, Knights, as predicted, they defeated the Broncos 30 to 24. But the upset, um, breaking no. my heart, breaking yeah. my heart, mate. What's going so, on? Um, sitting there after my, my Warriors lost, I was like, I'm going to watch my girl Millie um, get the Roosters into a grand final. So I've got one team to cheer for on finals day. And then the Titans out of nowhere um, shut the Roosters out 12 0. So um, Titans going to their first ever grand final of either code of um, men's or women's um, to face the Knights looking to go back to back. Um, did so, you yeah. watch any of these games? I, I oh. was weeping watching the Roosters game. Yeah, oh, no, I didn't. I didn't actually watch it, but the result shocked me, and I was pulling for roosters like you, but not to be. Are you jumping on the Titans bandwagon now? I am now. Uh, yeah. I, I I have no issues with the Knights going back to back because I'm a big fan of Tamika Upton as well. Mm. Um, but you know, Georgia Hale, those Georgia guys Hale. that were yep. commenting saying it was disrespectful. I wasn't going for Georgia um, and going for the Roosters instead. Now that my girl's out. Um, I'm happy to go for for the Titans. It'll be massive for them to win it. Um, but that one should be a great game anyway. Um, yes. So we'll go to questions. Do we have any questions from anyone, Paul, before we go into ours? Hey, not really a question, more a comment really from, um, from Nicholas, but based on the available evidence so far, I don't think that Pompey is clinical enough from the tee to be our goal kicker. Conversions are extremely important. You can't have anyone taking them if SJ can't do it. So I guess what yeah what is the problem what is the solution here? Well, it, Sean's just can't get hurt, um, but um, <laughs> statistically statistically wise, um, Pompey was actually pretty good. I think he was at like seventy um, high seventies to low eighty percent wise for the season. It was just he decided to do all his misses um, in the game that mattered. Pressure um, and under the pressure, yeah. And um, I think, I think if the Warriors got another try, we would have seen Sean pulling up to do the conversion. I think the missing the first three might have been enough um, to say Pompey sit this one out. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think of who else we've got that would be in the starting thirteen. I it's just I really can't think Sean. of anybody. Yeah, because Roger will be moving into the team, but he's not a goal kicker. Has Tamani Martin ever goal kicked? I'm not trying really. to think. I don't think Luke so. Metcalf eh? has. Luke Metcalf has, so he's an option. Um, yeah, it'll just, it's it's just Sean, go, go out there, win us a premiership next year and don't get hurt. That's our answer. Okay, well, maybe time, Adam. Time props to shine. Adam's a prop. In, in the off-season, props prop. get, so get, get practicing your, your, your cooking, your kicking. Right, and and your cooking too. Um, <laughs> But, maybe, um, um, yeah. So yeah, so maybe, maybe that's maybe that is it. Maybe that's the the off season thing. Is that everyone uh, surely TMM? Yeah, I don't yeah, know if he did because I think he has goal kicked before. He I'm has. Not. I don't know if he's that prolific because you know he he had um, he had the guys that um, like uh, well Thurston, yeah, um, Morgan Morgan was goal kicking there too, wasn't he? Yeah. I and think he, Panthers, he played for the Panthers. He would have had um, some decent kickers ahead of him as well. I'm just um, I'm I'm faffing as I, I look to see. I'm look, um, I'm googling it too. Yeah, so um, he had nine points. He he's never he's never had a conversion. There you go. 
in his I must career. have imagined it. So um, all his points he's got in his career have been through tries. Um, yeah, no conversions. No goals. So, yeah, he's never done it in first grade. So if I were the TNM theme, do you go with him or Metcalf at six next year? I was I was a TMM at six guy, but I haven't been um, enamoured with his return. Admittedly from injury, um, I feel like there's more upside to Metcalf at the moment. My argument was TMM is better at setting up the left side um, attack with his ball playing. Um, but I, I picked him as my player to improve in that game because I saw him once. He's um, been very quiet since returning, hasn't he? Yeah, so very, I think at the quiet. moment, and the one thing that's really hard for every team, and we saw it on full display, one thing that's really hard to defend is pace. And we don't really have that except for Metcalf. Um, and I think I think Rogers is going to probably end up on that left side maybe. So I think having him there might counteract Metcalf's um, negatives in the ball playing side of things. So yeah, I'm probably going with Metcalf right now. Um, you'd love to you'd love to combine them, eh? To minus yeah. ball playing Metcalf speed support yeah. play. We'll, we'll work on the science of that and the Frankenstein. Season. Yeah, yeah, Frankenstein player. What about you, Richie? Now we talk. Okay, uh, yeah, no, I'd go. I'd probably start with Tamari if he has a good uh, preseason. But mm. yeah, if he's if he's not getting involved a lot, then I'm not against throwing Metcalf in there. At least Metcalf was getting involved when in his stint of playing, um, picking up tries, support play, having a lot of runs at the line. So um, for all his downsides, at least he was having a crack. Yep. Um, we talked about a lot about I think it was the Sharks this year, not beating any of the top eight teams. Um, and Bjorn says, we've lost most of our games versus other top teams this year. Do we have, do we have enough to beat them? He says, I hope we do. Is, is, is pace one of the issues? Um, I think we can. I, I, I know the big thing is um, the Warriors didn't beat anyone, any other team in the top four. So they didn't beat um, Penrith, the Storm and the Broncos. We only got to play Penrith in the Storm once in the regular season, and that was in that three games and nine days window. Mm. And they were actually very tight games. So um, they weren't pants. It wasn't like the years before where last year we lost 70 to 10 to the Storm. You know, so no, uh, no, the eight, margin eight points, is... Eight points to the, uh, to the um, Panthers, yeah. Yeah. So I think they do. Um, I, I think it's just, it's all... They've just got to build on this year. If they build on mm. this year and don't go backwards like the Cowboys did, I think they're in with a chance. Um, but, yeah, it's it's not an easy day to go and beat the Panthers um, or no, the Broncos right now. Um, but, yeah, I think they're, they're, they're closer than they would have been last year. That's Might just take a breakthrough game, a breakthrough game beating one of those teams to give us the confidence. Yeah. Wow. Big, big, big statement here. If Penrith win, are they the greatest team we've uh, we've seen in the NRL era? Yeah, I think surely I, in the NRL era. To be honest, I think you can argue they already are. Mm. Um, this is their fourth grand final in a row. Um, you know, but yeah, if they win it, hundred percent they are in the NRL era. Yeah. Um, 
because yeah they they have been losing players too you know and every year like at the start of every season we go this is the year they fall off because they've lost these guys um and it hasn't happened they they just keep that consistency so yeah they keep tuning out new players you know um taruva has been yeah. um out of nowhere this year um and you know every year there's a new guy that comes in and fills a spot and is amazing and we'll see it again when Crichton's gone um you know they've already got Targo and um what's his face um the one that got May. injured this year May yeah um they've got their that they're already home and hose that so yeah I think they have to be um, everybody just have a quick look at some of the uh look, look at the rundown you what the obviously the Roosters went back to back in 18 and 19. um the the storm between 16 and uh, 19 were minor premiership winners three times um but only got one um, and we're in, the, we're in the final three times but they only won once um they were also cheating this time too though <laughs> they, <laughs> So they, they um, already automatically get across because of the, the salary cap stuff. So, um, yeah, and then um, the Roosters again, 18-19, back-to-back winners. Um, but, um, yeah, those are the kind of runs I can see. Just having a quick glance at the uh, – the, um, well, no, the withheld bit was was was, was 2006. Oh, hang on, what's the what – with, I don't know. There's a bunch of withheld ones. Um, between 2006 and um, 2009. Yeah, that's yeah, that's Storm's cheating. The, yeah, that's, 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 yeah. Mm. yeah, so their cheating was 2006, 2009, not, their, um, not the period I was talking about, um, mm. where they had three, three, three minor premierships in four years. <laughs> Mate, they were always cheating. They just they're got caught cheating. in those times. <laughs> um, and... Um, yeah, and Simon said there, the 1960s St. George's team, 11 in a row. Yeah, we don't talk yeah. about those days. And we're not talking about <laughs> that team either. Um, Isaac, do you, want, um, do you want to ask me a gambling question? So, um, so what was my best yep, personal also, multi? Best personal multi this year? I can actually tell you. I'm going oh, dear me. He's going to... Oh, going my back in, I'm going back in the book. Because there's anyone got to... Got to bring one down. You've got, right? Round 24, Bjorn. I picked there all you go. That's the only, to win. Yeah, that's the so only I multi, Bjorn. It's not just the best multi. It's the only, no, the only, the only multi I've I got a lot of multis, but there were ones where I lost the first round and then I got the next seven, um, like the first game of the week. But this one, I had Panthers, Sharks, Broncos, Rabbits, Warriors, Roosters, Storm, Knights. All to win. Eight for eight, and I I won them all. Um, so yeah, that was my best gamble responsibly. I have gamble um, responsibly. I've picked my one game multi this week. Um, oh yeah, Saint George <laughs> exists anymore. Time for yeah. Um, time, yeah, time for the Illawa, Illawarra Steelers. Yeah. Uh, Bring back Steelers. Get rid of the Dragons. Fine. <laughs> um, your question for me, mate, Richie. Are yeah, we going back. Anymore? No, no more. No. We'll run with one. Left. Yep. Um, we're going back to the Panthers. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, the same, it's a similar it's, question. It's the same really. question. Yeah. Uh, if the Panthers win this weekend, they would surely be regarded as the best team of the NRL era. Um, so somebody saw my question coming, obviously. 
Um, next year, they lose a key man in Stephen Crichton. Do you think he is a big enough loss to finally see a downward trend in form? Or are they doing the unthinkable and fighting for a fifth straight grand final and possible fourth straight title? He's a big loss, but I don't think it's going to derail them. As we just said, they, they lose someone, they fill a place. I I feel the only time we could really have that talk is if it was Cleary. Like mm. Cleary um, finally did the right thing and went back to the Warriors. Um, that would be the time when I go, okay. Um, but I think guys like Luai, Crichton, even a guy like Toto, um, maybe I think the only untouchables there really would be Yao and Cleary. If one of those two left, I'd be a bit more iffy. But yeah, they've already got they've got Targo's doing well. May will come back into the side. I think they'll be perfectly fine without Crichton. I think Crichton will miss them more than they'll miss him. What if Luai signs elsewhere? Uh, nah. They plug those holes though, well, eh? Yeah. Um, Luai, you know, everyone said, you know, he's such an integral part of that team. They keep saying it, but they were playing fine without him when he got hurt. And those yeah, early finals they, were still, they were still winning. Um, and uh, Cog is leaving, right? But um, they got yeah. Schneider coming in. Schneider will be like the next big, next big thing. You watch if Luai is gone, mm. um, they'll slot him into six and they'll be a writer's reign. Um, but yeah, um, he, he's a he's a huge loss, and the Bulldogs are very um lucky to get him, but yeah, they'll fill that gap. Um, f- and yeah, they're a massive shot. If they win this year, they're a massive shot um, to go four grand finals. So four wins in a row and five grand finals in a row. Mm. They're always they're always a fighter's chance of going there again, just due to the quality and how consistent they are. So um, yep. it's worries year though in twenty twenty four. So they won't get that. Um, the fourth time. My question, yeah. my question for you, kind of goes into this. The Warriors are one game away from grand final, mate. Um, what changes does Andrew Webster need to make, either with the roster or game plan in the offseason to take a side to the next level? So to get the Warriors to the grand final next year, what does Webby need to do? And don't just say win more games. That's cheating. I think we, we won nearly enough games, that's for sure. Um, I'm no Andrew Webster, so game plan, I might I won't touch on that too much. Um Roster-wise, we're already getting Roger. That's a big in. Um, Chanel, if if Chanel gets touched by that Andrew Webster magic, I think could really makes he could he could become an important part of our team. I think he was a player that's always had a lot of potential, but just was lacking great coaching because yeah, the era the coaches. era he was yeah the era he was playing had rubbish coaching. Um, mm. So I have high hopes for Chanel as well. Um, would love another uh, front rower, speaking your language, Brad, like we were talking about Saifidi earlier. Someone like that would be awesome, and I think that would help out a lot. Um, game plan-wise, I think we got it pretty spot on this year um, in terms of uh, we, we played higher percentage footy. Um, Sean obviously pulling all the strings, but we we applied a lot of pressure to teams and and – grinded a lot of teams that uh, whenever we came up against teams that were below us, we we would grind them out of the game and pick up the win. Um, in the past, I felt like we were always in danger of losing to teams we should we, we should beat. Um, mm. I never really felt that danger this year because of 
the game plan was pretty spot on. I'd like to maybe see a bit more productiveness out of the left somehow. Um, we were very right side dominant this year, understandably, because that, that side was humming. But um, if we had a few more weapons around the field, it might open things up a bit for us. Um, yeah. 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 So I, I am a Webster, so I, I've got a bit more for this, mate. Um, so they need a bit more. Yes, 100%. They need, they need another big bopper. Um, and then game plan-wise, I liked their attacking style, how they did everything. The only thing I would change with Webster is his interchange. I, sure. I have no issues with who he had on the bench. It's just the way he used it. There was times where, like, that Broncos game, there were, I, th- I felt like his injection of Dylan Walker was about 10 minutes too late. Um, and Karen too. Sometimes Karen, Karen would get left out yeah. on the bench too long. Yeah, I feel like there was just some times where you could feel the game was on a knife edge and then a bit of an injection at the right time mm. um, would have made things easier. That's stuff you learn. Um, so I feel like the rotations will be better. And I know the one thing that used to piss me off a lot this year was um, at halftime they talked to Justin Morgan and there were moments in there where he would like proudly say, we haven't used a single interchange yet. At halftime, it's like that's yeah. nothing to be proud of. You got to you, they're there to be used for a reason. You got to, you know, use them at the right times. It's all key, and um, I think yeah, that's the biggest thing I would change. And it all depends where Rogers going to go. If Rogers stays on the right, that's going to be an extremely dangerous right edge. That is already dangerous. But if he is on the left, I think that's where you're going to see it open up. Or he might get the Manu license and get told to kind of just go where he wants. Um, we don't know. Um, but yeah, interchange and big bopper is what I think will take them to the next level. And um, yeah, picking the right times, the blood of fuel, the New South Wales Cup boys. Um, mm. You know, pick and choose the moments to give them a taste of first grade to kind of get them ready to come in because 2025, there's um, probably a few big names that are in there that won't be there anymore. You know, yeah, for sure. SJ, SJ is pretty likely to hang his boots up tohu's a big possibility as well mm. um those those are big names that you got to fill in so yeah that's what i would do i'm surprised uh, i was waiting for you to say more offloads no that's the cliche um i think <laughs> the warriors the warriors showed that they can be successful without resorting to the razzle yeah. dazzle offloads so yeah it's always great to see that but you've got to pick pick and choose your your battles um Nine times out of ten, the Warriors this year, when they want to do offloads, they always did them at the wrong times. Um, so I'd ra- if they're going to make poor choices with offloading, I'd rather them not do it at all. Yeah, no, I agree completely. I just know you're loving um, a good offload, Brad. Well, I am. I am the best at it. So, <laughs> yeah. um, Webster, if you're watching, if you need someone to come down and teach the boys how to do it properly, I'm, I'm happy to give you some of my time. Um but yeah, we'll move on to grand final now. All the questions out of the way. Um, I decided we would do our usual Warriors team naming for the grand final since it's the only game. So I made a pretty picture. Um, they still get the Warriors colours <laughs> in the background, so um, they have to put up with that. But I'll let you do. I'll let you do Panthers um, since you always take the left side. So give us sure. the Panthers team. Fullback, Dylan Edwards. Wingers, Sunia Taruva, Brian To'o. Centres, Isaac Tongo, Stephen Crichton. 
halves, Jerome Luay, Nathan Cleary, front row, Moses Liotta, James Fisher-Harris, Mitch Kenny, Hooker, edge back rowers, Scotty Sorensen, Liam Martin, Locke, Isaiah Yo, interchange, Jack Hogger, Lindsay Smith, Spencer Lenu, and Luke Garner. And then the Broncos, we've got uh, Reese Walsh at fullback, uh, Jesse Arthurs and Salem Cobbo on the wings, Katoni Staggs, Herbie Farnworth in the centres, uh, Harbs are Ezra Mam and Anna Reynolds. Front row, we've got Thomas Flegler and Payne Haas with Billy Walters at hooker. Then we've got Kurt Capewell, Jordan Rickey, second row, and then Pat Carrigan at lock. And then a bench, we've got Tyson Smoothie, Brendan um, Piacora, Kobe Hetherington, and Kina Palacia on the bench. Um, very good teams. I personally, I'm going with the Panthers. I am Denard. I think the Broncos have what it takes to beat the Panthers. But I, it's that cliche I think we've been saying all finals. Um, I think the Broncos played their grand final last week, much like the Warriors played their grand final against the Knights. So mm. I'm going with Panthers. Um, I think it'll be tight, but yep. um, it could also be a blowout. You just don't know. Um if the Broncos do that offloading, they, they come out and do 24 offloads, but they have 20 knock-ons on it, you know, the Panthers yeah. can blow them away. It all goes down to it. It's also a rare game for the Broncos playing in New South Wales, so they yeah. have that against them this year. Um, but it's yeah, I'm going Panthers. It's great insights, Brad. Could be tight, but it could be a blowout. Yeah, um, it could be one or the other, man. <laughs> Um, it's a battle of styles, isn't it? Like, um, what do you like? The defensive high percentage grinder or the the attractive uh, fire all the shots, attacking flair? Um, yeah, it's hard to look past the Panthers. I could see, I could see a world where the Broncos throw everything they've got, throw a million offloads like they did against us, and they all stick. That's um, gonna. You should pick the Broncos, man. That's gonna be their. That's gonna be their best <laughs> shot. But um, I feel I'm like just, you, you need to pick Broncos here. I'm I'm just, just, no, I'm. I'm picking what you're picking. I'm <laughs> 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 gonna lock up that finals win. You can pick Broncos if you like. No, I picked the Panthers already. I've already locked it in. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But I'm, yeah, I'm sticking with oh. the Panthers. I think big game team. Just a reminder, opening game of the season, Panthers lost to the Broncos 12-13 at home, um, but got revenge 4-15 um, uh, to, yeah, uh, against yeah. the, when the Broncos were, were at home. Um, yeah. uh, Panthers by 10, though, is, um, is Simon's picking this one. They're $1.63 as opposed to um, $2.23 for the Broncos. So we've, uh, got a, the we've got a, we've got a one-game multi. Everyone's got one game, one, one game, one multi, game multi ball. That's not a multi. <laughs> you were just, you were just, <laughs> we're not going to get it. Uh, one, one, <laughs> it's one game agreement, right? Okay, it's 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 locked in. Let's do a same game multi there then. Who's go. your first try scorer, Brad? No, I don't do that. Oh, no, we're not doing no, multi. It's um, too late now. I've already <laughs> made the uh, already, already made already done it. It's too late to do the. Yep. Yeah, so we've all picked the Panthers, which, um, judging by our history, when we all go for someone, we get it wrong. So congrats, Broncos, on your, your grand final win <laughs> ahead of time. Um, but I'm just uh, – you just reminded me, I'm just actually submitting my tips. This is very professional. It's the right time to do it. 
So um, yeah, and then obviously the the girls are also playing. To wrap up, and you're pissing around. Wait, no, we've got Super League. We got, I'm talking the women's game now. So we've got Knights Titans. Richie, who are you picking? I'll go Titans. All right. Um, I think the Knights will get it. Um, yeah. That, that, so, that, that yeah, Titans is, is, a hard, is a hard pick, isn't it? It is. It is. I don't. I don't know. I I like the Kiwi girls in the Titans team, but they also they ruined um, Middle East chances of going back to back grand finals with two different teams. Um, would have been nice to see. Or oh, back to back to back because I think she won it the year before with the Broncos, didn't she? Yeah, I think. Don't quote me. But um, that's the NRL wrap-up. So um, we'll obviously we'll review the grand final next week and the Dally M's, but we'll go into Super League before we head off. Um, so Wigan have ended this regular season first, winning the league leaders' shield. Um, Catalan secured second place with St. Helens at third, Halkeir fourth, Lee fifth, and Warrington sixth to take the remaining final, uh, remaining final spots. Um so we'll discuss how the finals work in a bit, but I'll just go through the final round. So St. Helens defeated Hull FC 30 to, two, uh, 30 to 12, sorry. Catalans defeated Salford 19 to 8. Warren defeated Huddersfield 20 to 8. Wigan defeated Lee 10 to 6. Leeds defeated Castleford 46 0. And Hull KR ended Wakefield's horrible season 56 to 12. Um, and then, yeah, so we go into finals in the Super League as well. Um, this week coming up, they've got the Eliminator round, which is Hull KR versus Lee and St. Helens versus Warrington. The winners of those games go into the semifinals the week after against Catalans and Wigan. And then obviously the winners of those games go to the grand final, which is the 14th of October. Um, do, you know who, do you know who plays? Who plays who? Who plays who? Uh, who plays Wigan if they win? Um, I St. don't. Helens versus Warrington or Hull versus Lee? You don't I know? don't. Sorry, I was trying. I like, Paul's bringing it up for us here, so um, you need to zoom in, Matt. I can't see that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so the winner of Hulkar and Lee uh, Lee look like they go against Catalans, and the winner of Saint Helens Warrington go against Wigan. Ooh. And Simon's kind of said the say top six playoff top teams go straight to semi final, and the other four play off in the semi final spots. Mm. Um, yeah, so it should be if we're picking, I'm gonna say Lee and St. Helens. So I think it'll be Catalans versus Lee and Wigan versus St. Helens. Yeah, I'd go that um, way too. Which sets up a couple of massive semi-finals. Wigan yeah. versus St. Helens. It'll be I feel it's game. cheating, but I feel like it's gonna be Catalans Wigan, but then as confident as I was in the uh um the what's the other one um during the year? Challenge Cup. The challenge cup how confident i was and i got them all wrong yeah um so yeah it should be a cracker but anything else you guys want to add before we sign off not really let's just hope for a sean johnson dally m Cross fingers fingers crossed. hope let's hope Brilliant. for a good warriors uh representation in the at the dally m's tonight and yeah i made the best team win on the weekend i don't really care who it is now i'm you know else dead to me now i'm looking forward to the internationals <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the sore losers podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. I haven't even watched it. And, and Brad said before in the pre-show, Brad says I'm not going to bother watching the final either. So, um, so yeah, so look, look forward to a great show next week, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I'm watching it because of the show. Um, yeah, I'll I watch it for sure. Um, 
yeah, all the highlights at least. I don't know. It depends how I feel on Sunday, mate. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. For your update on Rugby League next week, remember to tune in to the show at 8 p.m. here on uh, Facebook or YouTube or at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers for joining me again, Richie, and thank you yes. for all your help in the background, Paul, and good night, everyone. 